Hi guys, Jamie here from the Blackboard Podcast, and this is a quick segment about one of our sponsors, AH Memorials. AH Memorials are an independent monumental masons of Beeston, and they offer a caring professional service. They do new memorials, full renovation of old memorials, pet memorials, and even house number plaques. And uh, he gives out free brochures, so contact uh, Glenn Andrews on 07834. 315084. So that is 0783 Or email anhmemorial at hotmail.co.uk. Glenn provides a great service. He's a great friend of mine, really friendly, and uh, he can really, really help you out if you're in need of a uh, monument. A monument. So, um, yeah, they can, um, um, a memorial, sorry. So if you want a memorial doing, Glenn's your man. Check him out, guys. Thank you very much and enjoy the episode. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Batball Podcast. Now, I'm your host, Jamie, and we have had a two-week break. The last time that we released an episode was on the 15th of December. Now, before this episode, if you do want to listen to that, go to Anchor or Spotify, search the Batball Podcast, and search episode 21, Billionaires. Okay, full stop. Don't forget the full stop. In that episode, obviously, we spoke about billionaires and the effects of billionaires. Should we have billionaires? And we kind of touched a bit on socialism as well and a bit about my my opinion on that. So we haven't had a guest in a while, as some of you will know. Um, and I, I can tell you, we will have guests on as soon as possible. Now, the last time we actually had a guest on was when we had the studio open. Which, uh, Sorry, when we didn't have the studio open, sorry. Uh, it was October the 22nd, so it has been two months since we've had a guest on, right? And I know a lot of you are gasping to have a guest on. You really want some exciting guests. Don't worry, I've got you covered. We've got a huge amount of guests coming on next year. So, whether that be Lee Wood, the soon-to-be British champion, which I'll talk a little bit more in another episode, Tezilias, the acclaimed comedian, fantastic comedian, also starring Man Like Moby, and Tracy Taylor on the 13th of January. I'm recording with her at 14.45. Uh, sorry, 4.45. I don't know why I said 14. And that will be about a little bit about the NHS being overcrowded and the stress being put on the NHS currently. So, yeah, that episode will be made and we're really looking forward to releasing that. But anyway, you should have just heard from my sponsor there, A&H Memorials. Um, make sure to check them out on the email and number that I mentioned. So... Without further ado, let's get on to it. The world faces a new trouble, a new a new problem. Now, the problem isn't COVID, because I'd like to get off that subject, obviously. We're, we're being bundled with it, and we really could do with something else to talk about. So this bit's going to be a bit interesting, a bit sciencey, a little bit more... a bit more optimistic about the future. Because obviously, you know, it's all doom and gloom in the media, but not here. Electricity, you use it to power your telly. The microphone I'm using now is powered by electricity through my laptop, which I power with electricity. And something's got to send electricity to that plug, and it's all got to come from somewhere. Now, where does your electricity come from? Now, fossil fuels is the main one. And when it comes to fossil fuels in this country, so the, the UK... I will get up, so if I looked at, for example here, 100% of the electricity 
um, generated by Scottish power is green, apparently. Apparently, it's made by uh, UK wind farms. I didn't know that. So 47% of the UK's electricity generation in the first quarter of 2020 was electric uh, was renewable which is great and this is going this is getting bigger and bigger obviously now 47 percent is quite good and we have operated for over three and a half thousand hours without coal so basically 60 percent of the year we've gone without using a bit of coal to help us out which is great so we're definitely we're definitely making efforts to get off this fossil fuel route and get onto some a bit more of normality with the uh, I say normality. I suppose we're used to fossil fuels now, aren't we? But sort of get off the fossil fuel route and get into green because green is obviously the the, the next thing, and it should be if we're looking to achieve global warming goals of um, trying to stop global warming from, or should I say, climate change? Because obviously, global warming is. I mean, I mean, it happens naturally, but it, I think with climate change. There's a lot of arguments towards whether it's real. I definitely believe it's real. But if I wasn't to believe it's real, my only thing would be is that this is naturally occurring, but we are pushing it to happen quicker. But anyway, that's that's just a bit of my opinion. I'm completely agreement with the fact that climate change is real, and we do have to do something now um, so that we, my children, or, or me and you know my generation, uh, generations to come, will have something to look and, and have something to 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 cherish, have a happy life. You know, we don't want them living in smog, pollution-filled cities. We want them to live, you know, spread out and to have a happy life where they can live alongside nature without causing sensational amounts of damage to the earth. So hydrogen, why is hydrogen in the title for today? Hydrogen power, I've been on uh, Google News, it is, you know, you just go on the Android and you can go onto the Google tab and it has a load of news and everybody's going mad for hydrogen power now why is this why is hydrogen power all of a sudden becoming this huge new thing now obviously hydrogen fuel so the definition is hydrogen fuel is a zero emission fuel burned with oxygen it can be used in fuel cells or internal combustion engines it's been used a few times. It's been used in commercial fuel cell vehicles and passenger cars as well, some buses as well even. But the issue is producing the hydrogen. Um, and now, to produce hydrogen, obviously, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm no scientist, believe me. Um, and I'm sure you'll know that by listening to previous podcasts and stuff like that. But... The majority of hydrogen, 95% to be exact, is produced from fossil fuels by steam reforming of natural gas. So partial oxidation of methane and coal gasification. So, you know, that means something to to one of you out there. Um, But hydrogen is this new thing that is going to hopefully, because some people have said that we're going to have nuclear plants that will use the steam from that to produce hydrogen i don't know how that would exactly work um and obviously this would be a huge uh, turning point if you like and obviously but and and this is how you do it you'd use the electricity and heat generated from nuclear uh, plants which can produce low cost hydrogen via high temperature electrolysis where you have the 
anode and the cathode and hydrogen will go to one bit and then the waste product will go to the other bit, etc., etc. Um, and you can do that by using the uh, anode and the cathode, putting them in water, and then providing an electric charge inside them, etc., etc. So, and then they will use the heat and steam generated from the nuclear plants, and then it will require much electric, much less electricity than traditional electrolysis. So basically, you're doing electrolysis anyway, which chemists use all the time to produce hydrogen and also to get parts of different. Uh, so let's say you wanted to get copper from copper sulfate, you know you. To extract the actual copper from it, you would have to then use electrolysis to do it. So it's an interesting thing, but it does require a lot of electricity when you're doing it on a, an industrial scale like they're doing now, which is the issue because you're using a lot of power to actually make this stuff, whereas now we want to have low cost, low amounts of power used in order to actually make it. And nuclear can do that. And obviously we're moving over to like fusion nuclear. So instead of the, you know, atoms fission as it would be, you know, atoms shooting at each other, they're combining them together and stuff. I don't know how it works. It's really complicated stuff, but it's very interesting. I recommend looking at nuclear fusion. We might even cover it on another um, episode, I think, in the next few weeks. But why should we be happy about hydrogen fuel? Like, why should we be happy um, that we're getting rid of coal. Now, I know a lot of people that will say we need things like fossil fuels and coal because they provide lots of jobs. And it's true. And they actually do make up a lot of the wealth of many countries. The UK even sells oil um, from the the North Sea, I believe it is, where in Scotland, just off Scotland, we have the um, we have a oil uh, rig. We have a few, actually. And, of course, this provides jobs and it provides livelihoods for many people, you know, thousands of people who work within that company and on that rig. Um, and obviously, you don't want to lose those jobs. And, however, though, people don't see the idea of opportunity. Now, with a new sector, with a completely, I wouldn't say new industry, because hydrogen is an industry that's already existed and already provides thousands of jobs. We know that. But... We are switching it up a scale because hydrogen will no longer just be something you use in a science experiment or, you know, it's just a waste product or you, you'll use it for some things, which is used for a lot of things, don't get me wrong, but it will be used on much bigger scale now to the point where now hydrogen will be powering cars, will be powering buses. Now, as you said, it's already been done, but it will be done on a larger scale. More and more people will adopt it and... Therefore, things like hydrogen trains as well will become a reality. Hydrogen will fuel everything we do. Now, this, of course, is good because hydrogen is renewable and we can keep making hydrogen as much as we want, which is fantastic because things like fuel, stuff like that, there is ways you can make it synthetically, but they're very expensive because of the pressure that you have to put on um, the, because I, I don't know if you know, but like, uh, crude oil is made from like dead animals or, or plankton specifically um, that will be over time it's the pressure has created a black substance called oil um, and then we extract it put it through a uh, oh god I should know this I'm doing this at school a, a fractional distillation you put it through the fractional distillator and then it will uh, sort of level it up so bitumen would be at the bottom and then you've got your conventional sort of like butane uh, what are they call like the little 
the little gas canisters you can buy for when you're going camping and stuff like that, they'd be at the top. And you've got like ship oil, kerosene, stuff like that. And, you know, that's obviously not renewable. There is only so much of the stuff that we can find. And yeah, we can, as I said, make it synthetically, but yeah, it's really expensive and it's not very practical either because it does produce pollution um, through the the horrible gunky smoke that comes off from the production of it. Whereas now we've got hydrogen, which you can use in electrolysis, which they do in schools, um, and it is much simpler um, and it's much easier to do. And you can do it on a huge scale and you can produce enough hydrogen. Now, here's the thing. We can have electric cars and we can have hydrogen cars. We can have biofuel cars as well. We can have three different types. We can have as many types as we want. We can have hybrids, we can have fuel, we can have electric, we can have hydrogen. We can have loads of different types of cars. Now, there's only one problem. Having one type of car, so if everybody had a hydrogen car, there'd be an issue. You'd have to produce loads and loads of hydrogen, which is a problem because we have to step up that space. You need space for electrolysis, you know, to, to make the huge... Um, because obviously when you do it normally, you'd have a little beaker and two little rods. You know, you're going to need huge metal rods to do this, like massive ones to be able to actually do this on a, an industrial scale. So it takes up land, damaging the environment. There is no good way of producing fuel, right? There is no good way of producing electricity that won't harm the environment at all. But it's the most effective and least dangerous uh, damaging way of producing it. So, yeah, so we, we, we want to provide hydrogen for the many. But electric cars, you know, my favourite type of electric car would probably be a Tesla, but I am quite liking the look of the new BMWs and, you know, Vol the Vauxhalls that are coming out. They do look quite nice. Um, I don't know on if I'd get one. I think they're a little bit expensive at the moment, but the time I'm a bit older, should be a bit cheap because they'll be adopted on a global scale. So, of course the moment of truth electric vehicles in some ways are worse than fuel because how do you produce the fuel now before anybody says tesla actually use their gigafactories of which where they make um, their cars and there is solar powered now i don't know if it's a hundred percent green zero emissions at their gigafactories around the world but i'm pretty sure that they are mostly solar if not a hundred percent solar so in that case, they're a lot better. Tesla have got that renewable side, and they also use uh, solar power panels to power things such as their superchargers when they have, uh, you know, on, on the open roads and stuff on their various fueling stations. When people have them at their own homes, however, I think that's where the issue lies. Because if the government are using the national grid and they're providing, because obviously we're forty-seven percent renewable, renewable in this country. That means that another 43% is, oh, I've said that wrong, haven't I? No. Uh, yeah, but 43, 43% would then be non-renewable, which is, you know, uh, sorry, I've got that completely wrong. I knew I'd got that wrong. It is 57%. I knew I got that wrong. Um, fifth, right, let me rephrase it. 47% is renewable, 53% is not. So 53% of that is not renewable. So 53% is a very good chance that 
you could possibly be powering your electric car with non-renewable sources. So then you'd have to ask yourself the question, what is the point of actually having... Sorry about this, I'm in my home studio. What is the point of actually having a, uh, an electric car if it's making the same amount of damage as a fuel car? Now, maybe you're not buying the electric car for the environment. Maybe you wanted a, a quicker car, because they are sometimes quicker. Maybe you got it on a deal. Maybe you had no choice to get it. Um, I don't know, for whatever reason. But in some cases, electric cars are not as good as fuel. Um, and in a lot of cases, they're not actually as sort of not damaging as they say. They are quite damaging. And lithium is quite hard to produce. And a lot of people are um, are enslaved into lithium production in certain countries. And so lithium is production is definitely a labor intensive thing that kills a lot of people and has caused a lot of human rights violations. So, yeah. So is hydrogen the answer? I think I think. Not on its own, no. I don't think anything on its own is the answer. I think that hydrogen, electricity, biomass, fuel, all those sorts of stuff, it, it needs to be combined. I don't think it's good to just have one because then you become intensive on one thing. There should always be multiple things, so therefore you don't have to produce 100% more of that certain thing. You can spread it out a little bit. And also, you know, whatever helps the environment, I'm down with. So... Do you think hydrogen's good? From what I've told you, what do you think? Do you think we should just keep fuel cars? Or do you think we should just keep fuel? Is there any point in having hydrogen? Do you believe in global warming? Any of those questions that you want to answer, send me a message. Uh, comment, you know, on the page or, you know, on any of the social medias. Tweet me as well if you want. Um, on the Battle Pod PO1 on t uh, Twitter. But... If you've enjoyed this podcast, share it, like it. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and, and all our social medias. You know the handles. Um, so thank you for listening. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas, by the way. As a, you know, it's the 30th of December now. We're approaching New Year's. I really do hope you've had a wonderful Christmas. Now, I won't be speaking to you all until the 2nd of January, which is the second day of the New Year. So have a wonderful New Year as well. And yeah, stay safe. Remember, keep following the regulations. We're going to look back on this podcast two years in the future. We're going to go, what's he on about? Regulations. You know what I mean. If you get plunged into tier four, like I think my play, uh, city is going to be, uh, then good luck to you. And I wish you all the best. Have a lovely new year. As I say, stay safe. And I wish you all the best for 2021. Big things coming soon. Take care, guys. Goodbye. That was episode 22 hydrogen revolution.